0: Talking about the things that make your home service business go marketing, finance, systems, people. This is the Fight Club for Business podcast.
1: Why, how about it, everybody? Is it Tuesday again?
2: We were dark last week and I missed you all. Welcome to Fight Club and happy Tuesday everyone.
3: Yes, welcome, welcome to Fight Club. Back. It's been a couple, a couple of weeks there. We were dark last week, but welcome back to Fight Club for Business, the show for home service business owners looking to improve their marketing, finances, systems and culture. We're a team of self-employed industry experts. And this week we get to be joined by a power couple, Dave and Sam Jensen. Thank you so much for joining us. Super excited to have you on the show. Do you mind just giving our listeners just a brief rundown of yourself and your businesses
0: plural sure um so basically we are high school sweethearts that's kind of our our backdrop um we met in high school we um ended up transitioning into parenthood pretty quickly after high school um and so life kind of hit us hard pretty quickly Um, we struggled for many, many years. Um, he was a correctional officer in the prison system and absolutely hated it. Um, we couldn't, you know, afford life at that point,
4: low income housing, we were in
0: low income housing. Um, and so we wanted to create something that really would help us grow into the family that we really desired. Um, and we would be able to provide for our kids the way that we really wanted to. Um, so he always had kind of an entrepreneurial mindset. Always knew he wanted to build something greater than um, himself, and so that's kind of where that started, and has grown into a couple businesses since. Um, we yeah. have many more kids now. We have five. Um, some of our kids actually have their own businesses, which is kind of cool. Yep, yep. Um, I mean, but yeah,
4: I think the idea behind that too is 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 um, you know I created Carolina Pressure Pro, so we're in the pressure washing industry. And then, um, you know, Sammy and I, uh, after I, I lost my partner, um, well, we went separate ways. Let me not say lost him. Like he, he, he perished or something. Um, but you know, Sammy jumped on board and, and you say like power couple, that was like, it's such a strong word, especially that resonates with people. Um, because we, we found that the differences in, in, my my weaknesses is her strengths, and it really plays off of that. And then she created a company called Carolina Illumination, um, and I said, "Honey, you know what? I'm gonna support you. You're gonna start your own thing. I'm totally hands off. I'm just, you know, here to 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 maybe put up some lights or do something. I'm thinking, you know, hey, we're gonna we're gonna put up lights, maybe one day a week. No." No, no, no. She went out and went ballistic on marketing (laughs) and went like a crazy animal and sold lights. And I'm out there at two o'clock in the morning crying, setting up lights. Like she's working me to death. I got no, you know, can't call HR because that's her, you know. Yeah. Those are our businesses pressure washing and the lighting.
3: I think I feel that you can't call HR on such a hard level. When it Real. comes to working with your spouse, because it's it's very much a your HR, I'm HR, don't really know how we're going to go from there, but I'm sure Martha's going to love talking to you guys about the culture, working with your spouse, and really having that people aspect to uh, your business. So thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. My name is Taylor Maroney. If This is the first time you're joining the show. My background does come from marketing, and I'm excited to talk to Sam about some of the marketing tactics she's been working on with the Christmas Light business. But my passion really lies within helping business owners understand the numbers behind their marketing campaigns, understand how to read the data that comes to them from their companies, and then be able to make better decisions based upon that. So super excited to be with you all today and welcome back to Fight Club.
0: Yay. Yay, we're really excited to be here.
5: Awesome. I lost my mute button. Sorry. And good morning. <laughs> my name is Megan Likes. I'm the founder of Bookkeeping Academy Online. I educate and empower small business owners to know their numbers so that they can live more financially rewarding lives, uh, which basically means I just talk about money all day and how it makes the world go round and how there never seems to be enough of it in business and how can we capture more of it. I also own Likes Accounting Company, a full-service accounting firm where you can outsource nasty bookkeeping, and uh, financial translation. That's the word I've been playing with lately. Tasks to me and my team. I And I own a window cleaning, gutter cleaning company with my husband, Jeff. And I'm happy to be back on uh, Fight Club this week. So welcome to the incense. Nice to meet you.
4: Nice to meet you too.
2: And hey there, guys. I'm Michelle Myers, co-owner of Pink Collars. And I also work with my husband. And we actually have two businesses now too. It's actually super fun to do that. I am thrilled to see you. Um, pink Collars, if you don't know, that, we can actually outsource your office tasks. So if you have email and, and voicemail and phones and all the stuff, you can absolutely bounce that to us and sort of demystify the customer service and send it our way. And I'm grateful to see another husband and wife on camera today. I'm super excited to talk to you about how you make it all happen. And uh, welcome to Fight Club. Thank
1: you. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. And lastly, my name is Martha Woodward, and um, I used to own a maid service for about 13 years in another state. And so that was all interesting. And I co-founded Quality Driven Software, which is really like an employee performance software. So anyway, I'm glad to have you guys on here. It's always entertaining to have a husband and wife duo and uh, I think you're going to have fun. Awesome. Well, I get to steal y'all
3: first. And I've gotten the opportunity to really get to know Dave and Sam very well. Um, We were in a Conquer group together, which is a coaching program. So we've really been able to talk a lot about husband-wife duo stuff, which we'll talk later in the show. But what I love about Dave and Sam is they really get creative with their marketing. And that's kind of what I wanted to talk to you guys about today is... I know we talked briefly before the show started about a home show that you did a little bit earlier than, um, what you kind of expected to do for Christmas light season. So I'd love to hear your experience with that, what that really brought to the table marketing wise. And if you kind of expect to do that again in the future here, because people talk about it all the time, but they never fully pull the trigger on those home shows and they really can be pretty beneficial in my opinion.
0: Yeah, we, typically for the washing side, we do the spring home show every year. We've done it for many, many years, um, just because that timing is perfect right when, you know, spring season for washing is kicking off. Well, they opened up, the company that kind of runs that home show opened it up to also have a fall show. Um, I think this was year two, maybe for the fall show, Um, but it was our first time doing one in this this part of the year Um, and so we were just like it'd be perfect to maybe see how the light side works because now we're coming into light season and even though in September it feels a little early for most people to be putting up lights like we're ramping up with marketing and scheduling and preparing um, even before September so We felt kind of like this was a really good opportunity to really put our name out there, just kind of be in front of people. Uh, We weren't really sure walking in if it was actually going to pan out into any in-person estimates or any context like that. Um, But we knew handing out business cards and little giveaways um, would pay off in the end. But it ended up turning out to be, I think you did have six or eight I think you had eight total. Nine total. Nine I mean, estimates yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that he scheduled during the home show, which was more than we expected. Yeah. Um, yeah, for people to be that excited in September about holiday lights, so that it worked out really well. Absolutely.
3: And Dave, I think you were about to say something. I apologize.
4: Uh, yeah, no, no. So basically, what what the big thing is um, it, with that is is is, is it was kind of crazy. That we we did this home show and I'm like, is this really going to work for lights? You know, as as an entrepreneur, you always start start like doubting yourself and the idea of like what's going to work, what's not going to work. So I'm standing there, we have the whole home show set up, and I'm like, man, is this is this going to pan out? But what it really did, and it opened my eyes, come Saturday, is you know, where we normally have the April home show, they, they like ship all the senior citizens in on a Friday and then they're over there just like trick or treating across your whole thing. Um, It was so different. This one was more of like people who really truly wanted to be there. Um, And I noticed it's all your preppers. It's all the people that think about things. And like, they're the ones that pre-buy stuff, you know, for, for two years down the line, they're not like me, like I'm not my own client. Right. So, Um, It it was crazy to see how many people strategically look at things and like budgets and they're like, okay, let's plan this out for this. It's going to be for this amount of time. Like it was very, it it was a very calculated conversation with those types of clients. It's not the impulsive buyer that you normally run into is like, just get it done. Give me, give me the Griswolds, you know?
1: Though. Give me the Griswold. I love that. <laughs>
3: reference. And it's, I think you nailed, both of you guys nailed a very, you know, valid point at that insecurity, oh. right. Of going to home shows and that insecurity of, well, am I, I'm investing all this money into the marketing side of things. How am I going to be able to track this? How am I going to be able to make sure that this investment does pay off? And it's, It does start to bring that doubt and that second guessing into your mind because it's marketing and marketing tends to scare a lot of people even though it's fun and it's exciting and it's always the bright and colorful side of business it also normally is quite a big investment depending on what you're working on whether it's branding whether you're doing home shows whether you're you know investing into your website that's really where business owners start to get a little scared and From hearing what you're saying, it was not only did it pay off, not only did you get estimates, but you were able to really start to work with the type of clientele you want to work with, right? You're working with the people that are planning ahead, allowing your, you know, November, December time of year not to be absolutely crazy and hectic, but getting them in early and really starting to teach them how you want them to purchase the Christmas light process. Because i think that's one of the biggest things we're learning with christmas lights is we want to train our homeowners to not call us you know november 20 21st you know 23rd whenever you know thanksgiving tends to land depending on that week um they we want them calling in september we want them getting prepped and getting prepared so they're on the schedule so As you guys kind of go through from this home show, are you planning on doing email sequences? Are you planning on doing anything in addition to make sure we're keeping in contact with those people? Because I think that's a common question I get from home shows is, got all these contacts, what now?
4: So I can actually speak on that part, um, and this is—it's more Sammy's lane. But I, I, um, I love that idea—the the customer retention, right? Especially right. In the customer retention—the the outreach that we get after the fact—that's your bread and butter. It's the ones that like—they were like, "Oh, this would be a great idea," but like, and and in your head, on the marketing side, right? That's where the self-limiting beliefs and the unsurety of things, and we don't act on those things. We don't take action on them. So that pile of nice, beautiful uh, names, phone numbers, emails just sits there in the corner. A lot of businesses do it. I've been guilty of it. And I think the idea that we take these things, put it into MailChimp or any of our our drip sequences um, through our CRMs, um, and just keep touching those clients with with multiple marketing hits um, will really, really pay off for you. So, yeah, I, I definitely um, use those like a little gold bucket. And those are now my clients. You know, even if they're not my clients, they're going to have to tell me they're not my clients to, you know, get I, off that list.
0: I was going to add a little piece to that is that, um, yeah, those drip sequences don't end when we realize that they haven't purchased from us this season. They're going to keep going, you know beyond the Christmas season this year into next year as well, because um, just little things like saying, thank you for giving us the opportunity and just touching back with them in the middle of next year to check in on them or to um, bring up conversations that you had maybe about their you know child's wedding that they were planning or various things to kind of reach back out to them and create those relationships um, and just let you let them know that you're still there and that you appreciated the time that they did spend giving their information and speaking with you. I think that's really valuable because they may not be a client this year, but maybe next year yeah. or two years from now. Um, yeah, just keeping in contact with, with anybody that you've spoken to at these home shows is really valuable. And
3: I have to say, and really applaud you guys on that. Cause that's one of the things I've always loved about both of you and the way you approach your businesses is you approach it with a family and community aspect and really wanting to have that feel of you're not just a client of ours. You're part of our community. You're part of our family. We care about you on a level that's a lot deeper than just a transaction. And it, when talking about these drip sequences, Sam's not talking about pushing a sale every time. As she said, she's checking in about a wedding. She's checking in to see how summer went and how what vacations maybe the kids went on with the family and really bringing that personal touch, which is humanizing your business. And We need to start doing that more we need to start making sure we're not just pitching sales constantly when we go into these drip sequences and these email contacts text messages whichever way you want to go about it but making sure that you're humanizing it and really being able to connect with them on a level that's deeper than just a transaction so since we are talking about transactions that makes it a very simple transition for megan so I appreciate you guys talking about all your marketing ventures and I'm excited to see how Christmas light season goes for you, Sam and Dave. And thank you so much for spending some time with me. Thank Thanks, you. Uh,
5: well, I could see this going one of three ways. So I'm gonna let you guys tell me which path you wanna go down. Uh, It really resonated with me when you talked about your financial future, when you talked about your financial story and like how thoughtful and intentional you were early on in your life and in your family life to kind of set that. I feel like that could be a powerful, we could spend a powerful five to 10 minutes there for business owners who are maybe just starting out or maybe really feeling this recession or maybe those leads are going down. So we could talk about the thoughtfulness of how we can like curate our financial life because I think most people are more reactive than proactive. And it sounds like you guys were the proactive type. Um, We could talk about juggling two businesses. I think that this is another thing we're gonna see out of of this uh, recession is people are gonna be like, well, that's not working as well. Let's try something else. And sometimes that like launch period can be stressful. Like, well, we have a successful business, so let's borrow from that to help launch this one. Or like, let's take from that. I'm I'm not at all implying that that's what you did, but I know a lot of people that's what they do when they go to start the second one. Um, or we could talk about compression of money. So like in the lights business specifically, I, I would be interested to hear like how much revenue you generate compared to the washing business, like in a much shorter period of time. So I'm i I'm a recovering tax accountant and we have this in tax season, right? We make like 70% of our money in three months of the year. And it's just like intensive. Like, that's what lights is to me. To me, I'm like, that's tax season. All of our lights friends, we just know we're not going to see them. We're not going to talk to them. We're going to just send them care packages and we'll see them in February. You know, like, yeah. so we could yep. talk about the compression of having a very seasonal business like that. Um, so which of those makes your guys' heart sing? We only get to choose one because we we only get about 10 minutes.
0: I think I was leaning towards the the comp- compression, although I will say. Because you're um, in it. That's why. Yeah, because we're <laughs> in it. Um. <laughs> I will say, though, that it's still that concept is still very new to us. I mean, this is only year two for the lights. Um, So it was kind of a shock last year how much we were able to make in revenue and profits even in year one.
1: I was in, jealous in in
0: just a very short time. Yeah, and <laughs> and the washing side of us was kind of jealous. We were like, "Wait, does this even make sense to continue washing, yeah. you know, in the future? Like is that something we're going to hold on to for forever?" Because really, if we did the lights, we could take 9 months off if we wanted to and just focus on the big season. Um so yeah, the compression part is really intriguing, but it's it is kind of new to us. So tell us a little bit about that. Um are they totally separate entities? Yes. Um, essentially we are building, we have a DBA, um, but we are trying to keep everything as completely separate as possible. We have our own branding for the lights, our own totally bank different account. bank account. Yes. Yeah. Are the employees the same? Um, no, we, last year he was pretty much my only employee for lights. And then we had friends it's, come on. Um, Two am crying. Uh, yeah, now that's yeah. making sense. Okay. We, <laughs> yeah. we had other people come on because washing was still yes, going. I will against as (laughs) well um washing was still pretty much going full time so we couldn't even pull those guys if we wanted to um and so yeah we ended up having some friends come and help periodically um so yeah we had different employees we did use the washing employees in January when we took everything down because that's the slowest um and it's super easy to just have them take everything down and store it um but that that was
5: it I have a really good friend that I'm thinking of who has a Christmas light business and he built it because he was a fisherman. So he spent the off season fishing and he needed something to fill his winters. And so he started Christmas lights to do that. And now he has started an exterior cleaning business because he has such great technicians on the Christmas light business. He feels an obligation to like keep them busy year round. And so I I think that this is a productive conversation. So let's, let's do this. If you guys are good. let's talk about like, how do we organize? Like, how do you even, how do you even staff up so that we don't kill poor Dave this year?
4: Thank you. Somebody cares about me. No, I'm just (laughs) kidding.
5: Well, I mean, you know, father of your children, you know, yeah. like, I feel like it's this important. is important. We, you know, we we need both parent units in this big family, it sounds like. Um. So how do we even prepare for that? Um. And then we can talk about the finances of that, too. Like, you know, wh- how do you set financial goals when you know that you only have, you've got two months, basically, to sell this, maybe more. You've got 10 weeks. Yeah. Well, it's a very a short point? time. I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry. Um, I think I read, what is it? There's like 13 Fridays until Christmas left or something. It's like, I think
0: we're at like 88 days left until Christmas. I was going
3: to say we're definitely less. My marketing brain's like, yep, less than hundred days right now until Christmas. So if you're not doing that, make sure you're doing it, people. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
5: So, um, yeah, do you,
0: yeah, let's talk through it. What does it look like? So we do, we are hiring. We have three part-time guys that are coming on. Um, yep. They're gonna be on basically a rotation basis. So one will one or two will be working at a time and then they'll like switch off on the other days. Um, and then we do, like I said, we do have our washing guys to pull from as help um, should we need it. But going from one person last year to now three, I think will be really, really helpful. Um,
4: I think the structure, if you really look at the idea behind uh, operationally, right? So. And, and I guess that plays into the financial pieces is is, Sammy was able to take a, a company that we literally thought about. When was it? When did you, when did you say, Hey, I'm pulling the trigger on this. We'll tell you you were in the group. It was, it was like, year. we were sitting there. She's like, I'm doing it. And we were like, Oh, oh okay. All right. Let's, uh Let's let's work in this and plan it out. So she did it. It was, it was not late in the season, but definitely, um, you know, closer to that October oh, no. time.
0: It was late in the season. Yeah, it
4: was late. I, I I can't remember exactly when it was, but she was like, go. So we hit it. Um, she was able to do 65 grand um, in her first season, which I know that's not a huge number for some of these guys that, um, you know, have, um, you know, the year to plan out. But for what we did, we were definitely proud of it. Um, and the compression between Carolina pressure pros running all the time and then this having to support you know and spend you know 12,000 15,000 I can't remember what we spent in lights last year um to be able to do this was was a restraint on us you know it was a gamble we rolled the dice on on that that side so financially um it was like all right, let's make this happen. You know, Sammy wants to run with it. And I think she did really, really well on that side. Um, and it caused, it caused a lot of stress and the idea of, of like, is it going to work in the beginning? And then it was like, are we ever going to stop this? Yeah. Like, that, Uh-oh,
5: it worked. You know? Uh-oh, mom dad, it. it's actually working. Uh-oh, <laughs> what did I do? I don't know how many times in my life that's happened where I'm like, I have this crazy idea. And I always start with like, I have this crazy idea and it's just a crazy idea, and then at some point it becomes like a legit thing, and you're like, "Uh-oh, I didn't actually plan for that part." Like, I just <laughs> had the crazy idea. Um, so, okay, let's talk about. So, you've talked about staffing, which is a hard thing, right? Because you, until you have customers who are ready for you to start installing lights, you don't really have work for technicians. So, there's right. there's a big sales component that happens first, uh, and then there's a calendar organization part that happens, and you hope that the stars align for the staffing, uh, but. Dave, you just mentioned something really interesting, which is the cash flow planning. So there is an initial investment that has to happen early. So are you kind of matching that with your customers? Are you taking deposits? Are they paying up front? How are you kind of matching your cash to your spending outlay? Or are you just are you just like that's the that's the risky investment part, right? You're like, okay, so I'm going to take this twenty grand and I'm going to turn it into a hundred grand, and I'm just going to know that I'm going to sell it and we're going to do it because. Uh, some of us are in a group where they they were buying lights last February, yeah. And we we're like, okay, so you're gonna you know you're gonna go like I mean they're spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on lights in February oh, yeah. that is not going to turn into money in their bank account until November, October maybe. Yeah. So can we talk through that planning? Are you taking deposits?
4: So now, yeah. Rent? So so if we're talking year one, um, the let's, execution and back. Let's talk
5: like where you're headed. <laughs> In the yeah. next three weeks?
4: So what we did is, especially with lighting, um, we did a lot of estimates already in our prior clients. And, and you know, when they want to go ahead and, and execute for this year, um, we went ahead and took a 50% deposit down, which also gives us that cash flow to build into us purchasing our next year's lights. So um, you're basically, especially in year two, you're able to take you're already ready to play pre-plan. You've, you started that process. You create this nice ball um, of finances and, and preparing into that so you don't end up in that rush and, and gamble like season one. Um, but yeah, definitely. I, I would say uh, the idea behind that is, is grab as is get your 50% deposits early on so that you can pre-plan your season with a goal in mind. So if you're gonna do $200,000 this year, you know you can execute on that with the 15 inch light, light spacing and and do all your mathematical equations to, to say, hey, I need this amount of lights, um, which plays you know, really good on that side of the house over there because she is phenomenal at the, the planning process.
5: I love that. So what I heard you say is take a deposit now, but then you also snuck in something there. You're saving money from this year's earnings for next year's purchasing. So how, so how much, how much are you trying to set aside 20%?
4: So we try to stay in that 20% margin um, to be able to set and grow our business for the following year. Uh, Matter of fact, for, for last year, we didn't even take a dollar of that money. Um, that was all profit so that we could just throw it literally into it um, because that, no, 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 I'm, I'm sorry. I can't. I mean, you it,
0: just was, told me it was part of that investment. I know. but It, it, allowed, me, died. Died. it I, allowed me to have that money left over this year to really continue investing in the business, to spend on marketing material, to spend on um, branding, branding, a little bit more branding, um, to spend on things like this home show that I knew would, eventually pay off um and really allow us to get our name out there um and reach our community so i love that but i almost muted you like three times through that sentence.
5: <laughs> because there are so many people listening to you right now who are not paying themselves
0: and i, I hate. Probably- i don't recommend it i don't yeah,
5: so, so but we're gonna fix it it's okay we're gonna fix it i i don't but i don't want to perpetuate this idea. idea
0: uh-oh
5: is that me no. Okay. I don't want to forget this idea that like we're investing in the future. Oh boy, I have an echo. Can you guys hear that? No. Okay. Sorry. Okay. So. Oh, thank you, Michelle. Maybe it was. I don't know what that was. Okay. Um. So this idea that like okay we're gonna pay ourselves later because then the fear is like what if later never comes so just we can fix this right now if you tell me that in your beautiful planning for this year you have a budget to pay yourselves because a
3: hundred percent.
5: All right so we're gonna hold back we're gonna make a lot more money this year we're gonna hold back 20 percent, so we have some some space to buy next year we're not gonna be stressed about if we get a great deal on lights in february we've got it you know um not to say we're buying lights in february because there's a whole nother element there about having inventory that's not producing income sitting on the floor whatever we're not gonna go there but you've also held some back so that you can pay yourselves what's your percentage goal of paying yourselves for all of your hard work blood sweat and tears this holiday season
0: we typically sit around
4: 10%. Yeah, just uh, it's, it's, it's a secondary, well, potentially a primary business later on down the road, but, um, it, it's, it's something that you our know, washing okay. company. Yeah. So about 10, I would love to get to the target idea of like 18 to 20, um, where it's just a, a residual income because of all your prior clients that are still with you, right? Building that value. And, and like Sammy literally just did yesterday. Um, and she hasn't even talked about, but we have a client that will probably book with us, but she made note last year and I didn't even know she did it. We were standing in their kitchen. She's drinking a glass of wine with these people. Um, and she found that he was a connoisseur of wine. and she turns around And she took note of his favorite wine. So now she's sending that $160 bottle of wine that's going to be there with a beautiful tag that just says, Hey, we love the fact that you used us last year and said nothing about the sale, but still built that idea behind, uh, that,
5: that, uh, that just gave me goosebumps.
4: I
2: love
5: that. Um, somebody sent me a gift yesterday and it had my anniversary on it. And I was like, how did you know my anniversary? Like, and they're like, you mentioned it once in passing. And I was like, wow, like, yeah, take my money, whatever you want, whatever you're selling. Yes. Take yeah. It. I love this. um, That is fantastic. Okay. So I, I I'm not supposed to coach, but you guys are sharing all of your knowledge, but I am going to say you have higher profit margins on lights than you do in wash. And I think that 25% is achievable for your blood, sweat and tears. And if you put it first instead of last, it just naturally happens. a huge fan of profit first which is where we learned that so i i think 10 is great for this year i'm gonna challenge you i'm gonna plant the seed at 25 for future times uh five children sound very expensive uh so this is this is your reminder to you know save for them in that business and i love that you guys are investing every year you have a growth plan so year one sounds like you killed it year two i can't wait to hear how well it goes for you And uh, thank you for sharing how strategic that was. I hope that that's what our listeners take away from this chat that we just had, was that when you have a good handle on your numbers, when you know that it costs you 20% to make your income, you can really be strategic about how much you're gonna make, right? You're gonna turn $20 into $100 and you get to do that over and over again. And when you add a side service, like an, a complimentary service to existing service line, it makes it easier to cross-sell. So you can you can go to your washing clients and you can say, hey, we have this new service. You can find other relationships. So I, I love that you guys have done that. I, I think it's a guaranteed win. We didn't talk too much about the compression, except that it's hard to staff. We know that and it's really intensive in terms of friends and family like we're in tax season we're in light season we can't talk to you we're sorry we'll see you in january um so thank you both for sharing that thank you both for talking honestly about uh paying ourselves i think that that was a really important thing for others to hear like if you don't prioritize it nobody else will so just our friendly reminder to prioritize paying ourselves and i'm gonna pass you to michelle who's gonna talk to you about
2: systems i'll be great i love it i am so excited okay So Sam, I loved what uh, Dave said about you, your sweet husband, that you were hyper-organized. So I get accused of this myself in my home that I am hyper-organized. And so tell me how you decided, because when people wanna add a service, sometimes they'll take everything that they use in one business and they'll just like slap it on the other business. But it feels like you didn't really do that. Tell us how you decided how to systematize a whole new business. And secretly, did you want to do it differently because you'd kind of seen things that weren't the way you would have loved to have them? Tell us how that emerged. How did you decide how to do that? If you don't mind. Um,
0: Yeah, there's, I feel like there's a lot. My brain kind of goes in a lot of directions there. Sorry. Um, No, you're fine. Um, I, Really, when planning for the light business, I really wanted to plan for the end game, um, which is something I felt like I didn't do for the washing side. Perfect. It was very um, I came on board kind of not at the very beginning. I wasn't sure if like starting our own business was really going to work. That was really like <laughs> that's his brain kind of thing. Got it. Okay. Um, and I'm more like methodical and calculated. And it it was hard to kind of see the vision. Um, But that was something I really wanted to do differently with the lights business. I was like, oh, we can start a business and we can we can have employees and like we can grow something and be helpful and supportive in our community. Um, So I really I was it was easier for me to see the vision for that. Um, And so I knew starting it that I wanted to create. My own entity with its own branding, because sure. I didn't want to stop at just holiday lights. I wanted to expand to have this company also take over year round, and so we would eventually have two full year-round businesses. Wow. Um, yeah. So when when I started it, that was my goal, and I was like, in order to get there, I can't just um, kind of tag on the back of the washing side. I really need to create something from scratch that has its own branding, its own marketing, its own everything. Um, And it will be easier on us to do that from the beginning than to try and separate later on. Um, So yeah, that was was kind of how that started. And then as far as like systems for this business, um, some of the systems we do kind of use, um, things that we know have worked for us. Um, I've kind of tweaked some of like our follow-up systems um, just kind of, piggybacked on what we know has worked for us and started that in the light business. Um, but quite a few things we've, we've really just totally revamped and is like, I know that's not really gonna work for <laughs> an entirely different entity, the same way that it does for washing. And so I've had to kind of go out and research and find yeah. new things that will hopefully work better. And then we just tweak as we go.
2: I'm assuming you're marketing your lighting to your existing wash clients, correct? Like you're telling them that this is a new service. So how are you doing that? So it doesn't feel kind of weird. Like, how are you doing that and messaging that? Sorry, Tay, I'm stepping totally in your marketing world. (laughs) But I think a lot of people don't know how to kind of reflect back to to the client. They know you as one thing. And now all of a sudden there's this new thing. How are you kind of affected in that change for your customers?
0: Um, so I started out really with an email sequence. Um, most people in the washing side of the business know him way more than they know me. He's kind of the Mm -hmm. face of the company. He's much better with people and networking and building relationships than I am. And I'm much more of like behind the scenes system builder type thing. (laughs) Um, and so people kind of knew him. And so I, I built this email sequence and it was basically an introduction saying that we have a sister company, um, that, um, and then I went on to say that I called it a sister company because it was owned by a woman. Oh, um, yeah. and I, I, I oh, love that. That way, that was, and I made sure to go on and say, but don't worry, my best elf in the company is Dave, as you guys know. Um, and so I kind of i i kept it in to where like people know him. So I wanted to make sure that they knew that he was still really involved um, with this new company. Yeah. And and basically, we've just done that, and we've shared it on social media um, on both pages. So that's kind of how we, and actually at the home show, people have recognized him and they're like, we know you, but this isn't the right company we know you from. (laughs) So they kind of reached back. They were like, wait, aren't you normally wearing like a bubble shirt? (laughs) (laughs) I love that.
4: My biggest, like my biggest piece at the home show this weekend was like, um, you know, through those, those relationship buildings is, uh, you know, people would come up and they're like, isn't Christmas too early? I'm like, yeah, that's what I thought too. My wife had to create a whole company to get me to put up lights early at our house. And she, <laughs> she got me, you know? So that was my, uh, that was my love good it. little pitch there. But um, yeah.
2: I love that. I, I have been guilty of something and maybe you all can share a benefit or something the way that you kind of have crossed this path. I know that when my husband and I worked together, I would talk to him every day about things in the business. And then I started seeing that we were talking a lot and we weren't really building stuff. So I invested in a CRM called HubSpot, which is like, was way too expensive for the company that I was, way too big for what I actually needed. But I forced us to start working within that tool, even though we were sitting literally right next to each other, dinner together every night, kids at school, all the stuff. Tell me, is there one thing like that, that you've been able to implement that helps you not only communicate, but think about that future company that you're going to have with so many people to how to, how to, how is it, you're going to, how you're going to scale and what are you using now that, that might be helpful for people if they're thinking about doing this?
4: Yeah. So, um, <laughs> I think for a lot of, of people that are in that power couple realm of husband and wife, we never turn it off. So when we get home or around the kids and yeah. you can see all my kids up there, we're, we're talking about business. That's, that isn't all. Yeah, that's right. Dang.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
4: um, but uh yeah. So, so we get around each other and, and we're always talking about business where the kids are like, dad, I'm sick of, uh, you know, hearing about business. So I totally understand and resonate with that with you, Sammy, our system builder. And I feel like Michelle, it's, you know um, you know, you're her spirit animal when it comes to this, because like, when you really look at the idea behind all the systems in my company, yeah, that power couple dynamic, I'm great at building relationships, talking to people and building that kind of thing. I suck at systems. Yeah. I absolutely <laughs>
1: so okay.
4: can come in and create systems like that. So when you're talking about the, 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 you know, how do we communicate specifically mm-hmm. in that task? We don't, we necessarily don't use our, our CRM for that. We use Slack. And we have those specific channels. Like when I need to talk about lights and it's with her, I could be right here. I put it right into, um, you know, the lights chat. Hey, we need to look at this, doing this. And she can okay. reference back and reply down below that she's taking action on that thing. If not, I know that I, hey, what's going on with this? Or um, when we're talking about our executive to-dos, we just mm-hmm. have a, a chat specifically for that. Um, I didn't want the idea behind that to be generic, right? So. Sure. It didn't have to be the, um, you know, like, hey, did you pick up the kids or did you, um, you know, you know, because I got to say, did you do the dishes at a distance? Yes. Hit? Yeah. No. <laughs> but no. So in that executive to do, I want to create an area where we specifically talk about growing the business, not working in the business. So like I we're, we're staying very structured in the idea of like what we put in that specific chat is you know, has to be executed on in that mindset.
2: Okay. You are speaking a hundred thousand percent my language. And what I don't, I want our listeners to hear, and you may not even understand that this is what's happening, but you are literally setting up a communication cadence for your business to be able to scale. You're literally pathing it. You're, you're, you're tracking it. You're making a flywheel of communication. So that pretty soon, you and your wife can both back out of those conversations and other people can be inserted and see the cadence. So that is absolutely beautiful. That's probably the best system I've heard. That's awesome. So beautiful. I'm going to pass you on to Martha. Thank you guys for your time. That was great.
0: Thank you,
1: Michelle. (laughs) Okay. Now I'm like Megan, we could talk a lot about, about a lot of things. Um, And Before we move on, because I started to interject when you were with Tay, um, look into, we've got a buddy named Jason Guyman, and Mm -hmm. he has a Christmas in July campaign where, I mean, talk about a system. He's got a month long marketing system that he hits hard in July for Christmas lights. So, uh, and he's on YouTube. You can find him, but uh, check him out. So if you think this is early, he hits it earlier and starts taking those deposits back in July.
0: There's Maybe. so many great opportunities like that that we haven't even explored. Explored, And I'm so excited to be able to.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's a good guy. Um, all right, on to the people segment. So how do you handle the stress of the business and balance it with your, you know, family personal life.
0: Um we don't? No, I'm we do. <laughs> we do, but a lot of times it it feels like chaos. It feels like chaos sometimes, not all the time. Our yeah. goal, you know, we have like ebbs and flows in business and sometimes there's highs and where we basically have no part in the business and we don't have to really do much and we can go on vacation for a week and end up staying for three um but then there's like lows where we realize a couple systems have now broken and we've got to reevaluate and pivot and go back and fix those and really dive deep into structuring that so it doesn't happen again Mm -hmm. um so sometimes it does feel it never feels like there's a true balance between business and home it's always like One's weighing a little heavier than the other, so we kind of have to pay a little more attention and kind of tip that scale a little bit back to a little more balanced. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically I we couldn't do it without each other. Yeah. Um, we tag team on a lot of things. We our kids are almost all in some kind of activity. And so, hmm. you know, I'll stay home with a group of the kids and take one of them to taekwondo and and then do some work when they go to bed while he's driving a couple hours away to take the other one to hockey um, a couple times a week. And That'll yeah, we we couldn't do it without each other. Like I. There was a time where he was deployed and I was having to do it on my own. And it oh, it was it felt like yeah. utter insanity. Um, but I think I think allowing yourself to have some grace. um to not have to do all of the things. I typically, one of the things is I typically don't cook dinner um, because I'm so busy with the kids and doing other various things. And so we either elicit it out to somebody else to help us, um, a friend Mm -hmm. to help cook dinner for us, or we order something or he helps pitch in and and does dinner, Um, little things like that. If we have to outsource in whatever ways we can, I think, I think that helps give us a little bit more balance between all of the tasks that we have to do all of the time.
4: (laughs) I would, yeah, I would also like to caveat on that too, because it's not just like we rely on each other. We also like show appreciation to each other because it's, it's a burned out, um, you know, thing like last night, I literally came home. I like, 11 o'clock at night from Raleigh, after doing all my estimates, she like met me at an estimate dropped off the kid with all the hockey gear. And then we went to two more estimates after that and then yeah. I took hockey and then I went home. Right. So like I'm beat tired. I feel like I got hit by a, a brick wall, but the time that I took to sit there, you know, and roll over and our little one who's right, he's still laying in the bed with us cause that's all of our kids have always done that. Um, you know, I, I roll over and I said, What did you do today? And you know, it's it's like it's the saying that could start a fight, right? But I wanted to catch her attention. And the big thing that I wanted to do is is just hear what she had to say for her day and mm-hmm. then turn around and say, I really appreciate you for that. Right. So um that was our 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 thing is being able to show appreciation for what the other is doing that day, which I think keeps us driving along. It really mm-hmm. does. <laughs>
1: Yeah. And it sounds like you can interject some humor in that because if after that kind of day and somebody said, what did you do today? <laughs> you know, it'd be like, uh, I, I figured
4: go. I was about to get a fist over me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I stress more about the fact of trying to have to recall what all I did. Because so many times I feel like, "Oh, well, it was just a normal day for us. So like, do I tell you just the like, strange or important things? Or do I like actually go through the list of all the tasks that I got done that I, I typically normally focus on. Um, but I did, I went through all the tasks, but I was like trying to recall just the different things that I had gotten done. And he was like, that's a lot. You did a lot today. And I really appreciate it. And I think, yeah, just having that communication, even if it's at 1130 at night, laying in bed with the baby between us. Um,
1: I think that's important. Yeah. Yeah. To be able to stop and reflect that's really good um i think there's such a maybe i'm just paying more attention or it truly has picked up to where there are more and more people really consciously trying to unplug and to separate Business and family, you know, as much dedicated time as they can. Um, and so it sounds like even though you guys can't, that's it, it, okay. At first, I thought that was be a- the time it would happen
4: right now. It's the guy would be outside blowing, you know, <laughs> we're trying okay. to have a conversation.
1: At first I'm like, is that a cow? He's like
4: right out the window.
1: Yeah, no worries. But uh, yeah, it sounds like you guys have way too much going on to do that kind of separation at this stage of the game. But you have managed to come up with ways to appreciate each other and um, normalize life. Yeah. So
0: we we definitely feel like we're in the chaos right now um, at this point in the season. But our goal is to always navigate ourselves out of the chaos. Yeah. We refuse to live here mm-hmm. um, and and be stagnant in this kind of environment. Our yeah, our yeah, like I said, our goal time. is to always navigate ourselves out. Um, sometimes it happens quicker than others, but yeah, our we we'll always try and transition back to having more home life than work life. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. It, that's our why. That's, that's it. our, our why. family is our
4: why, right? Like I don't Bro. need, I don't need to create a, a $5 million business. That's, that there's, there's no structure of why in that, right? Like you could say, yeah, I could do this to, to be able to live in the Bahamas for the rest of your life. But um, I think the, the structure, the why is, is our family. And if I can create something that creates a passive income, um, and allows us for the little bit of time that we have on this earth to spend together, because these years, I, I don't know about you guys, but for me, 34 years flown by, and I can only see that, you know, my daughter's going to grow up and, you know, I'm not going to be there. So I'll put in that little, you know, that, that, strenuous effort to get to the point where we need to you know be able to spend more time with our family um than anything you
1: know that's great yeah all right we'll end with that the, your why and what you're working for but uh, hey before we wrap it up i i think the bike club group we should talk about something that we're doing together. That's not really Fight Club, but it is an event that we're doing together. And that's the admin boot camp that's coming up in Nashville. Um, anyone want to speak to that or you want me to keep going? No, or- no
2: I can talk about it. So we okay. had an incredible event back in March with the huge convention and we got a whole boatload of admins in a room and we taught them all kinds of cool things about the topics that we cover here in Fight Club plus sales. And so we added a ton of value to be um, sharing for the admins to understand that their work every day makes an impact on every part of the business. Having an incredible admin is like having a superhero on your business team. So we are going to replicate that exact thing. Plus, we are adding in somebody from Power Selling Pros. If you don't know them, they coach admins on how to fill the calendar for your business. So if you're a business owner and you need your admin to just be up leveled a teeny tiny bit, actually a lot of bit. And you want to invest in them as a business owner? We're gonna to get together on October thirteenth and fourteenth in Nashville, and we'll drop the link in our Facebook group and on our Facebook page today. So it's gonna be an awesome time. We're thrilled.
1: <laughs> Two weeks from
2: tomorrow. It's I know. Up so soon. I know. So so so
1: soon. So how many yeah. weeks from tomorrow?
5: Two weeks. Two yeah it's coming up super fast so if you get on the fence get off the fence it's time we're supposed to turn in our counts uh in two days so we're supposed to turn in our our head counts so we're trying to make sure that if this is something that you've wanted to prioritize and we have lots of reasons why you should including how your admin can triple your business without spending any more money by you know setting them up for success getting them more organized giving them the tools they need to help you stay in your lane uh then mm-hmm. this i love that I, i'm stealing that uh stay in the lane so good mm-hmm. luck to see you in nashville uh yeah. and it's coming up super fast so there's the link and there's a coupon i'm sure fc for me mm. i think it, it gives 150 off so mm-hmm. and so please use that and we hope to see your admin
2: in nashville so that we can train them you can't so, wait that you aren't <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we also end every time Dave and Sam with a quote, and this one I found I thought it was really uh, mm-hmm. timely for today's conversation. Oh, but before we do that, marketing Tay, how do we reach Dave and Sam? I'm sorry, I almost I almost end re- ran you. Sorry, and homework. <laughs> and we homework. Some homework. Yeah, homework, so and homework. We'll actually,
3: yeah. start with homework, and then work into how we can keep in touch with you, Dave and, Dave and Sam, because we love your story and we love everything you brought to the show today. So. What we do right now is we do ask all of our listeners to just choose one piece of homework. We're about to give you you know, maybe five to six. If Dave and Sam wanna give each of their own homework, we might be able to uh, add a couple more in today. Um, But this show is really curated to make sure you're taking actionable steps to move the needle forward in your business. We don't want you just listening we don't want you just kind of taking a couple notes here and there we really want you to put what you're hearing into action today so as far as marketing goes we talked a lot about getting out of our comfort zone going to a home show during a time that dave and sam really haven't done that before they normally do it in the spring it's not normally their very common time to do that um and that's really what I want to challenge you to do today. I want you to take a look at your home um, home show schedule in your local area. This is very easy to find online through your local community. And push yourself out of that comfort zone. Get yourself in front of those clients. Really start to build relationships. And then, as, as Sam explained perfectly before, build the relationship on a humanizing level, not just transactional. I want you guys to have very personalized touches to this and not just see the dollar signs in the clients as they walk by. So push yourself out of that comfort zone and book yourself a home show this week.
5: I love that. I actually uh, put that down as my homework when you guys are talking in marketing is like I have never (laughs) done a home show before. I've done a lot of trade shows as whatever Bookkeeping Academy, Fight Club for Business, likes accounting. I hate it, but you're right. My dad used to be an insurance agent and he used to do it. It is such a good idea. So I'm going to do your homework inspired by uh, Dave and Sam. I, I think we'll check awesome. in with you sure. next week, Megan. <laughs> well, okay, yeah, fine. I'm not gonna do a home show in the next week, but I am gonna- you No, know, I said at schedule. So Just it's on my me. radar, right? Yeah. Or like the area, that's the other thing, like we don't have a home show in our direct community. So like kind of being thoughtful about, oh, which community would be a good one to go to Um, we're going to have our ideal clients. And I loved your guys' comments. I heard it, you know, like Fridays is a senior centers, senior citizens, you know, and that doesn't mean that they're not our ideal client. um, But I also love this idea of planners or budgeters or people looking to do projects. will be there. Um, For finance homework, I want to talk about planning. Like I want to talk about projections. I feel like Dave and Sammy are very thoughtful about their season, like maybe not last year, because it was the first year. And I love how you guys are like, it we started late and it happened fast and we we're just kind of like, whatever we can do, we're gonna do. But then they didn't just like stay in that reactive zone. They shifted it this year to a proactive zone. So they they held back their their earnings so that they had money to invest in equipment for this year. And then putting that money to work in terms of like, okay, so if we can buy this much lights, how much are we gonna sell? And so I'd like us to start thinking about that for 2023. Jeff and I, my husband and I usually do our strategic planning in September um, because we get a little stuck in the holiday zone later in the year. And we, it's now that we start mapping out what is 2023 going to look like for us? What do we want it to look like for us? We have a lot of information from 2022 already, and it's not over. I'm not saying that I'm not going to, I think there's 96 days left this year. Um, I'm not saying we're not going to push hard those last 96 days, but I am saying You need a roadmap. You need a roadmap for a goal, and it should be a revenue goal. It should be an owner's compensation goal. It should be a cost of goods sold percentage goal. So I love that the instance know that 20% is where they want to hang out on material costs. Most business owners don't know that. So it makes it harder to plan. You don't know how much money you need to make money. So kind of taking a look at that now is great, because then you can refine it over the next three months before January 1st happens. Because if we just wait till January 1st is here, set our goal we lose a lot of momentum and a lot of planning time so I'm gonna I'm gonna be inspired this week and I'm gonna challenge our listeners to start thinking about 2023 in a very proactive way how much money would you like to make top line and bottom line and how much do you need to spend to get there
2: great 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 and I'm gonna challenge everybody to separate your business communication from your personal life communication and whether that is setting aside time on a calendar doing a slack channel like the Jensen's have done or separating it by getting in the car and parking in the driveway and talking about business there whatever you can do to keep those two worlds from colliding um, will improve your life in many many ways so I'm going to challenge you to do that I'll put a couple links up on tools that I use and I will fully admit that my husband and I have it on a calendar, that we have personal talk time in addition to uh, professional talk time. And my poor camera is not picking it up very well, but it's on a calendar. So I make that happen in my life and I want everybody to do that too. So thank you for that insight. Appreciate it.
1: And I'm kind of piggybacking on that. Um, I want you to think about uh, separating out that personal and business space for most of us, we, you know, for most of us, not both spouses are in the business. And so how do you not do business 24 hours a day, especially, Mm -hmm. especially if you like business, you know, like if you like thinking about business, learning about business, it's hard to redirect so i want you to make a list of what's working and what's not working so well and how you're going to improve those things that are preventing you from being present in the personal time love that
3: and dave and sam would you guys like to have any homework we completely leave the floor open to you guys at this point to offer any homework you'd like
4: Yeah. So, um, I would honestly say, and, and, you know, with all the facets here of, of different structures and business, right. Um, is the, the time as a couple, I I think Michelle hit hard on that and to structure that time. If you are a power couple, um, you know, get out there and, and put your phones down and talk to each other. Remember that you still have a relationship that'll, Feed well more into your business if you're connected. So I think that's a big push that you should be looking at is is trying to make sure that your your relationship is strong. Maybe one night one night a week you go on a date night and you literally don't talk about business. You just enjoy each other's
0: company. Um, My piggyback on that is that um, <laughs> we constantly have to remind ourselves that our identity is not the business. Mm -hmm. Um, we are our own people and we are our own couple and we have to keep in mind that whether this business is here, whether it's another business in the future or many other businesses in the future, um, we're still rooted in the fact that we started this as a couple and that's what we'll always have. We'll always have our family as a unit, whether businesses come or go. Oh,
1: I love that. (laughs)
3: and, And I obviously i have a gut feeling there's gonna be people i want to talk to you all more so want to pick your brain on a few things this was a great episode we really appreciate you guys joining us so what would be the best way for anyone to get into contact with either yourself dave or sam um if they did have anything they want to chat about in the future
0: facebook is probably the easiest
4: yeah Yeah. so just, (laughs) just look us up on facebook i think that's the easiest point um to get me or sam um on any of those you know anything you want to talk about whether it's you know you know the the structuring of, of things whatever we can do to help you we want to give back
3: awesome I love that thank you so much
0: guys thank you guys for everything
2: oh thank you we always close out with a quote and I felt like this one fit you guys so well and it is balance is not something that you find it's something that you create Jana Kingsford, and mm-hmm. you guys are 100% working really hard to create that balance. Thank you for sharing your time with us today. And everybody have a super day and a great week. And Bye. we'll see you next week. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Happy Tuesday. Bye. Bye, everybody.
0: Bye. Thank you. With Fight Club for Business, join our Facebook group where we have weekly homework, accountabilities, and an awesome community to help you fight for your business. Facebook.com slash Fight Club for, as in the number four, business.
1: Fight, Fight Club for Club. Business.